my Thanksgiving was was very nice. It was peaceful. So. Y'all stay at home or in the area? Um, we did. We went to uh, Polly's Island. If you've ever been to Polly's Island, it's um down near Charleston, and we was with my wife's family down there for a couple of days. Then went to. They came back here and spent some time with my family, so it was awesome. No, it, it was good. Um, I've I actually have gotten into. Uh, are you familiar with the video message tool, uh, Vidyard? Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten into that. So I sent everybody that I'm dripping to, and that's a you know an existing client or a prospect. I sent them a nice little happy Thanksgiving video. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm branching out a little bit on that and using that as a tool in my prospecting and drip campaigns. I love it. How's the response been? Uh, really good, actually. I, I, I got a lot of good feedback so far. Um, Very good. Well, I would love to see what you make whenever you make stuff. Yeah, well, I'll have to work on that. I had to disconnect my monitor because my audio was going through my monitor and I, I couldn't hear you very well, but I, I'm good now. Oh, okay. Good deal. Um, so let me see what we have on the list today. I think we're supposed to, are you supposed to role play for me today? I don't know what you got on your list. I think so. I don't know why I write in shorthand. It's, it's too short. <laughs> it's, it's too short. Because I try to, like, be present, and then I'm, like, trying to simultaneously type, and then if I get off a line, it's gibberish. So, yes, I wanted you to go through those pages that I had done or that we had gone through the past couple of weeks. Um, if that's okay. Uh, I'll give it my sh- best shot. So you, you want to go through... Um the pie chart well you know i'd like actually i'd like to start on the challenges and trends because i think the transition part is so important so we let's do you know a light version of the challenges and trends and then just jump right into it okay sure so tell me who i'm gonna be what vertical um, please well you could be a school. I'm meeting okay. with a private school here. I've got a very. I mean, I have an assessment tomorrow, so it's a private school, and they've got probably 80 big package units on the building. Lots of opportunity there for us, and I'm I'm meeting with the what? head Sorry, of the head of the facilities person. I I reached out to the owner or not the owner but the head of the school but I couldn't get past the the admin assistant of the head of the school she said oh you need to talk to this guy and so I at least tried but I was able to say you know Julie told me to talk to you and he is the head of the the maintenance of all the facilities he he's been there 20 plus years um the current person is definitely cheap 
And so he knows that, and he's he had like $22,000 in major repairs last year, which is nice for my spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, so, and he's also wanting to roll in um, controls with with HVAC work. So, all right. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. And I know uh, you mentioned increasing the energy and owning. Let me start over. <laughs> no, you're fine. Take a deep breath. We're so, good. Uh, I know we talked about in the concept meeting, trying to reduce the owning and operating cost. I know that that was something that's of concern with you guys. Um, you also talked about trying to do more with less. Uh, that was something that you mentioned. The deferred and uh, a deferred system and maintenance issues that you've been having. It seems like with all the all the major repairs that you shared with me, the $22,000 in repairs, it seems like some of these are not being maintained correctly like they should, and they're being deferred. So it, it I believe we can definitely uh, talk about that a little bit more. Let's pause. Are you um, using this in a verification meeting, or is this our first meeting? Good point. <laughs> uh, it should be the first meeting, yeah. Okay, good deal. Good. No, a lot of people use it in the verification meeting, so I... No, no I really things, don't... I just to make, yeah. yeah, sorry, I was off. Um, You're fine. You're fine. It's the first day back from vacation. It's always rocky for everybody. <laughs> well, the only time you'll ever see my hair in a bun, so you're fine. <laughs> so, uh, let's start over. So, let's talk to me about your school. Um, you mentioned that that you had a few of these issues in our initial conversation a few minutes ago, you, you talked about that it, it's really hard for you to, to deal with unplanned uh, major repairs. These budgeted unpredictable costs seem to be a, a something that's important to you. Have you had any unpredictable costs? You, you know, un, any costs that have been unexpected? Yeah. Well, Oh, last year we had a lot of breakdowns. Um, I can't even remember how much it was, but we had a lot of stuff go out. We had several um, compressors that we had to replace that we we just weren't planning for. Okay. And, you know, I, aging facilities is probably not something that you're having an issue with. I know your, your systems are only about four years old, so that's probably not an issue. But what about I- indoor air quality? Are you having any kind of strange smells or people... Um, it's too humid. Have you had any indoor air quality issues? I think humidity is always, always a challenge for us here. Um, air quality is something we talked about all the time. Um, as of late, probably the past three years, it's, I think every single meeting I went to, we were talking about it, but I don't think we have any real issues other than we just want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to um, really combat any viruses or, you know, now the flu, but it was COVID for so long, but no real problems other than we just want to make sure we're doing what we can to be, you know, protect our kids. Sure. Uh, I totally understand that. Obviously PMs are an important part of keeping that indoor air quality at at the highest that it could be. Um, as far as the, 
re reduced funding. Have you had any kind of reduced funding over the last couple of years? Um, or are you asked to do more with less? You know, we were, our funding is pretty solid. We're, we're fortunate that we, um, we have really good um, attendance here, so we're at capacity. We actually have a wait list, so we're really fortunate. So our budget is solid, um, but I think that we are at, at our, um, with less staff because we, we've we had um, a larger team in the past, but now we've, um, we've reduced the amount of people that are working with us. So we're asked to do more work. Not for more pay, though, just more work. Sure, I understand. Well, so do you have an, an in-house staff that, that works on your facility as far as like a, a facilities team that does a lot of work? Yeah, we have a couple of maintenance, um, maintenance guys that they take care of a little, you know, all the odds and ends that we need. They routinely take out our trash. They uh, change light bulbs. They paint stuff. They really kind of just handymen that can do a little bit of everything but we don't let them do too much with the HVAC other than every once in a while they'll change filters but you know only if we figure out that there's an issue gotcha okay well it, it sounds like we've addressed all the challenges and trends um, you know flip into this next page here this is what we call uh, our iceberg diagram and you know, 15 to 25 percent of the costs are are designing the building, tearing it down, and uh, constructing the building. You know, ASHRAE is the uh, the folks that put this together, a bunch of smart engineers, and they recommended that, or, or have come up with that 75 to 85% of the cost is actually owning and operating it, and all of those costs fall into these buckets. Uh, you mentioned the, the part about th that you have an in-house staff. You know, that is definitely a piece of owning and operating the facility. Uh, what what percentage of their time do you think that they devote to um, maintaining the HVAC systems and keeping things going? I would say they probably not not much. Probably maybe five or ten percent. Okay. And you've got how many people? Uh, two people. Two people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two people. Five ten percent. Well, and. Uh, you can see here that the next two things that are the largest are the energy piece and the capital piece. Um, the energy obviously is a major part of what we do. Um, when machines are having to work overtime, those compressors are having to work overtime, it, it definitely pulls more energy. As far as getting the, uh, the, the power bills, normally we like to collect all of these costs to uh, put together what it costs to own and operate your facility. Uh, are you the one that could get us the power bills if we weren't able to, you know, pull the last 12 months of power bills? Would that be something you could help us with? Um, I'm sure I could get that for you. What do you want to do with the power bills? Yeah, so this sheet right here is our owning and operating uh, worksheet that we like to use uh, by, by co uh, collecting all of these different pools of, of expenses for you guys. We can let you know how much uh, and work with you to figure out what your owning and operating costs per square foot is for your facility. Oftentimes we do a building scorecard too. Uh, 
What's a building scorecard? Yeah, building scorecards where we take the last 13 months of, of your power bills and we uh, put that into our system. We take ask for your square footage or, or, or find out how many square feet you guys have of heated and cooled space. And we are able to compare your building with similar schools uh, in, the, in the Southeast so that we can tell, okay, what is your cost per square foot and, and how does that relate to your peers? Does that sound like something you might be interested in? I'm always interested in, you know, learning ways that we can improve if there are any. And sure. figuring out where we are. It's not going to cost you anything more than a little bit of your time. Sure. Okay. And, and the last 13 months of power bills. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And this capital piece here, uh, the capital piece is, is often a major part of the pie, you know, having to replace equipment when pieces go down, uh, having to come up with the funds to, uh, to invest in that. Do you guys have a capital improvement fund that you are putting money aside for? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we've, we've got a fund. Um, it's not necessarily earmarked for HVAC right now because our units are pretty new. Um, but we, we have money in case of an emergency if anything happens. Last year we had a water heater that I don't know what happened. It started leaking, and so we had to use use that to fix all the issues that happened there. Gotcha. Well, you see under this thing it says it says capital avoidance. You know the avoidance piece is a major part of of this whole program. Trying to maintain the equipment correctly so that we can avoid that cost. Um, that's something that we work with folks to help. Uh, come up with how many years that uh, pieces have left. Uh, you know, lost productivity and making our way on around here. Lost productivity, for example, that's like when students are having to be pulled out of class and put in a class down the hallway because their system's down. Uh, have you ever had that happen? Uh, no, we haven't at this building. Or had to get temporary cooling or... Yeah. yeah, in our old building, before we built this one, we did. We had to bring in those um, portable units. Yep. Uh, I want to say we had those for almost six weeks. Oh, wow. We just couldn't. Yeah, it took a long time to get everything fixed because we had to work whenever kids weren't here. Gotcha. Well, that's the kind of cost that we have in lost productivity. You know, admin cost, the administrator cost, that's uh, your time having to deal with this, the headaches that come along with that. And then uh, parts and materials. If you have in-house staff, a lot of times so I find that there's a, a closet or two with a bunch of parts stockpiled because things are breaking all the time. Is that something that you guys have with your two folks on, on staff? Do you have I bet of- there's a belt in every single closet that we have. <laughs> and then major repairs. Have you had any major repairs? That I know you mentioned a few of them, but do you know how many you've had or what's been going on? Yeah, we've had um, we had those compressors go out um we we've had to have refrigerant put back in um a couple of times but really those compressors that was our big expense our biggest expense gotcha well and part of gathering all these costs is you know coming up with major repair numbers here do you have are you able to get the last uh, three years or so of major repair invoices from from maybe somebody in accounting you think they could pull those 
any kind of downtime or uh, you know major projects that have been done as a result of HVAC systems? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can pull those. We've got documentation for everything. Nice. Okay. And then the last piece, this contracted services piece, a lot of times people think I'm, I'm coming here just to talk about this piece of the pie, but there's all these other uh, pieces that are very important too that also play a big part. The contracted services piece, currently you're, uh, you told me you're using Walker White, uh, a local company in town, uh, and, and you said that they're that you're uh, paying how much for those guys? It, was it twelve hundred dollars? Uh, twelve thousand dollars? Um, yeah, around twelve thousand dollars annually. Okay. Well, so by gathering all these costs, we can put it together and and, and help you figure out what are your owning and operating costs for your facility. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then this next page, do you want me to stop here or keep going? No, keep going, please. Okay. Well, this operating strategy here. So this is just a, a neat little visual to show how a lot of times when we come to talk with folks, they're, they're very active, uh, uh, reactive in, the, in how they operate. You know, you mentioned that uh, a lot of times those major repairs are, are big spikes in the budget. Um, those could be very hard to deal with and, and it's hard to budget, you know, a different approach that we're seeing and that we're working with folks on is this uh, more of a proactive HVAC strategy. If you had to rate yourself on this little scale here between, you know, in the red running to fail or the high efficiency equipment in the green, where do you think you're currently operating? You know, we're probably closer to the orange-ish. Okay. In the middle of a, in the middle right there. That's because maybe you have a program in, in place currently, but it's just not quite. You know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we've used these guys for a while, and they're cheap. I know that there's better better options out there, but uh, they're just doing the bare minimum. But last year, we did have quite a few expenses that you know probably could have been avoided. Sure. But this little area here in the blue, that's just the difference. A lot of times if we see that folks are on this preventative, uh, proactive HVAC strategy, the blue is the savings where that's the difference that you can uh, accumulate. Does that all make sense from a proactive versus reactive standpoint? It, it does. Okay. So, so I mentioned a part of link services, uh, you know, our process, we have a process for moving forward and and uh, this is our timeline that we'd like to to work towards if it sounds like something that makes sense. And this is when I pull out my action plan here. Um, the concept meeting, that's what we're doing today, just meeting and talking at a 30,000 foot level, just trying to see if there's any challenges that you're having or what kind of trends you might be having. The assessment, if it makes sense, the next step would be to get out here with a technician. Uh, I, I'm not the technical one, but normally I'd, I'd bring a technician out here and we would do a financial assessment as well as the physical assessment. It sounded like you were interested in moving forward as far as taking the next little baby step. Is that something that, are you interested in doing the assessment step next as far as getting out here and uh, taking an assessment and maybe pulling some calls for me? 
what all would you need? What would that entail on my end? Yeah, so this little worksheet right here that we talked about when we were uh, on the pie chart page, it's, it's simply the last 13 months of power bills, uh, gathering the last three years of major repair invoices that you might have, um, any kind of more information that you have on your contracted services. Those are the main uh, pieces of the puzzle that I'd love to get from you. And I'd really like to have that before the assessment uh, so I can put my numbers together and, and kind of build a story knowing what we're coming into. Does that sound like something you can oh. help me with? Yeah, I can do that. Do you need about a week or how how quickly do you think you could help me with this? Uh, yeah, it shouldn't take more than a week. We've got everything on a spreadsheet somewhere. I've just got to take the time to pull it up. Okay, nice. So I'll put it down for, uh, let's say, five days from today. And then after we do the assessment, we'll get together for about an hour and uh, do what we call the verification meeting. That's where we will show you everything that we found from the physical assessment, all the photos, um, any kind of issues we might've seen. We'll also confirm with you uh, about the uh, financial assessment. We'll show you what we found on that and how that relates to your building. Uh, does the, the following Tuesday at, at, at two o'clock work for the verification meeting? What time did you say? <coughs> Two o'clock. Bless you. No, um, school lets out at three, so it's a little bit hectic around here then. Um, do you have anything maybe like four, four thirty after the kids are gone? Um, yeah, I can make that work. Yeah, no problem. Okay. And that's a very important meeting that we like to get all the people involved and in, in maybe the CFO, you mentioned uh, his name, Charlie, and, uh, the head of the school can we confirm that that date also works for those folks as well well typically what we do um i'll i'll look through whatever you have and then if it's a good fit then um then i'll just show it to them okay um i i found that it's very beneficial for me to be a part of that that, that meeting if it looks like something that you want to go forward with would you would you agree to let me be a part of that that second meeting with the head of the school if it's something that you're interested in. I, I'm happy to show you what we found in the first verification meeting and come back and do a second one. I've done that a lot of times with like board of directors or a board of a theater. Oh, uh, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. A lot of times there's just questions that they might have that you might not be able to answer that um, logistics and history of things, but okay. Sure. Well, yeah, let, uh, that sounds great. We'll put it down for that date and time. And then this solution uh, step here, that's just simply where we'll co-author a solution, something that makes sense. It could be that you have your two guys do X part and we do this part and we'll co-author a solution and put pen to paper. And then the implementation, that's just where we get started. Introduce you to our, our general manager and our um, maintenance supervisor and we'll go from there. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate Thank your you. time. Thank you. Appreciate it. How'd you feel? What's that? How'd you feel going through that? What are your thoughts? Uh, it, it was okay. It was not my best. It, it was pretty poor. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, it's just 
I don't know. I was trying to make it a verification meeting. It's not a verification meeting. It, it's kind of off. But. Uh, no, that we restarted. You're fine. Don't worry about that at all. Um, they all blur together sometimes. So I get it. Um, do you use Do you use this in concept meetings? Do you use the flipbook in concept meetings? Oh yeah. You do. Okay. Um, is this typically how they are, or do you do it a little different whenever you're role playing? Um, how do you mean? So, full transparency, a lot of people that, because I role play with a lot of people, and a lot of people will come in and they'll do the role play, and they, they're trying to do it as if they learned it in training, but in, whenever they're really in the meetings, they do it a little bit differently, but they, they role play it as if they think that they should, rather than how they actually do. So I always want to just ask, um, just to make sure. Because I didn't ask you that ahead of time. No, this is. I mean, if I'm doing it wrong, then, <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong at all. I just want to make sure um, that because usually I, I say that whenever we start working together. But since we started kind of different, um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Make sure that no, you're, just, you're doing it the same as you do in the meetings. Yeah, I'm. Um, I've just made changes to it since we started working together. Um, for the better, I feel like. You know, I, I normally start on the on the on this page. I normally start with the energy piece, and because that's just easy to talk to. But today, I started with the in-house staff part because that was I'm trying to transition better. Yeah, your transition was it was better jumping into um, the page, and you you do a lot of things really really well. Um, I like that you are going through the pie chart and you're asking questions as you go through it. So it makes it um, a little bit more engaging. Um, and there was something else. Let me look. I took notes. Do you have a few minutes? We'll run over yep. if I give feedback today. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yes. Are you sure? Okay. Yes. I don't want to impede on your time. Um, but I also don't want to forget. <laughs> with my short end. Um Okay, so one of the things that I really like whenever you were talking about the maintenance team, I like that you asked, you got that percentage brought in. Um, that's, that's awesome. Um, the, I'm going to, so on the challenges and trends page, these are all minor again. And so on the challenges and trends page, whenever I mention, you know, humidity is always a problem. If you ever hear those kind of statements, I would pause and, get more information um what's that impacted or is that affecting y'all or what have y'all done to fix that or have y'all tried anything or is that you know is that an issue for you whatever it is um just dig a little bit deeper because sometimes especially if it if they say oh humidity is always a problem well that means it's a problem but they probably just given up so i would just ask some more follow-up questions on that um and then during parts of it, I didn't know if maybe it was if you get maybe nervous role playing at all, but there was some question stacking. So I would try to, when you ask a question, just pause um, instead of adding a few extra questions on there. Because whether it's true or not, it makes it come across like you're nervous. Um, and so that will correlate to 
you know, you don't have as much confidence in what you're doing. So if you can just pause, it's, it's super powerful. Yeah, that's, that's really just, I think I was nervous for this. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the truth. Yeah. No, that, that's really helpful for me to know. I think role-playing is 100 times harder than being in front of a customer. So oh, yeah. I completely get it. So um, on the iceberg page, so I liked that you transitioned and you were trying to tie in what you learned on the challenges and trends page. I would still try to find a way in your own words to set up the page. I think it will make it easier for you as you're explaining everything because even still um, it was, you know, you're talking about these costs and you're talking about the percentages, which you explained all of those pieces correctly. It was just not clear as to why you were talking about that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so just in whatever language, I know I've shared it with you before the way that I did it. I've got some other scripting. If the way that my, my language doesn't resonate i can share some other scripts that um that we've put together in the past that give you that verbiage so you can make it your own so i'll send those to you but i think it's really important on that page whenever you're starting out just to um help them understand why you're talking about these costs and the numbers that you know total comfort solutions we're taking a look at your overall cost around your mechanical systems um we know and then you can just jump right into it but just something to tie it in as to why that matters and why they should be listening. That makes sense? Yep, sure. All right, that's my um, question or statement that I use too much. So we've all got them. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, let me see what else. So what is the reason why the it ties into everything? Like what did you want me to say? Well, so whenever I transitioned onto that page, I, I'll say how I would say it, and then I can explain it. So, you know, I I wanted them to understand why I was talking about these costs. So, because it can come across across kind of confusing if they don't understand the purpose of all of the conversation. So, I would say um, at ABM, we take a, a different approach in looking at your at our our maintenance programs. We look at your overall cost to run your mechanical systems. And we identify to see where you are and if there's any these or any ways that we could help to reduce those costs. The way that we look at that is to uh, is looking at these cost centers or a cost centers. That's how I did it. Um, but that way it just helps them to understand why. Mm-hmm. Let me see. There, I've got some scripting in here. Let me. I like that. Some other ways, or I can just send it to you if you want to read it, and then. Yeah. Um, as we were going through it, you had asked me, I forget what it was, when, what piece we got to. I think you got to energy, and you asked me, which, I don't know if it was, I think it was energy, but you asked me um, if I could give you those costs. And if I were the customer, I would think, why do you need my energy cost? Because it still wasn't clear to me what you were doing mm-hmm. um, in looking at the cost. Um, yeah, so one thing that I didn't do when I jumped into this was in, in this role play, b- before I pull out the book, uh, uh, normally I will, when it, you know, when the customer's telling them about their selves and they tell me about their company or what they're doing over the next 12 months or so, I will 
tell them about what I do and how I got into this role and how we're different and how we're a part of link service. And we look at the buildings and the budgets. And a part of what we're doing is gathering costs for the, the budget piece of it to see what your owning and operating costs are. So I, I do normally do that. I just didn't do it in this time, <laughs> but I do normally set that up before I even bring out the flip book in the introduction about our company. Okay, perfect. Um, so whenever you get to that page, I would just tie it back in. Yeah. Then. So, you know, I mentioned that we look at your building and your budget. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is, um, this is what we're looking at. We know that blah, 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 blah. You could start with, if you want to use iceberg, start there. Just, so that it's cohesive. Sure. Um, I think that that would help. Yeah, I like that. Um, the capital avoidance piece. What was that part of it? I think that there was, uh, I can't remember what it was now. You explained it pretty well, what it meant, but there was a, Kelly, it'll come to me in a second. Shorthand here again. Um, oh, you have a good, I wrote again, you have a good process in asking questions. Like you're, you're timing in the questions that you ask, even with what you're asking is pretty good. It's just whenever you add a few questions on it, makes it, um, just choppy. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of that is the awkwardness of the d- delay in the team's call. I, I need, you know, I'm there. not. Like, I'm not hearing, the, I'm not getting the head nod, you know, like I should. And it, so I have to keep yeah. asking another question to make it come out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I understand completely. The latency makes it very hard. And I'm sure a lot of this is not an issue in person. It's just. Well, I appreciate the stacking of the questions. I, I, I can make note of that and not do that again. Well, I also. Good. Um, I also think just the pause in general is really, uh, it can be really powerful, especially once you get into the verification meeting and the solution meeting pieces, just getting comfortable with that silence. And a couple of other things. So whenever you got to the implementation page, it, or at some point, I think you did it a little bit on the um, pie chart page whenever you were asking about the building score or the um, building scorecard I actually liked the way that you kind of threw it out there and that forced me to ask about the building scorecard so I, I kind of liked that um, whenever you get to the implementation page I would get some kind of a buy-in that they want to go through this process with you right. um or confirm objective in whatever style that you want to do it. Um, I think at some point just getting the buy-in that, yes, I'm going to go through this process with you would be helpful. Yeah, um, I, and then just, I, 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 I noticed that too. I noticed that was a <clears> – normally I if they're not feeling it, if they're not having any pain, if there's not any – if they're not jiving with the pie chart and the graph, I don't even go to the implementation page. I, I, oh, okay. Yeah, I've stopped it before. Um, yeah. Um, I went there one time, and I was like, yeah, they don't even care about this. They don't want to talk about implement, implementing anything, you know. And I was like, okay, so if they're not 
if they're not feeling it, I don't need to go there. I just need to stop it and say, well, maybe I should come back six months or a year, you know. But I do uh, agree that I need to get a head nod and a yes, this sounds great. Let's go to the next step. <clears throat> and I'm still working on that page because the way I was doing it, I was just going through all of the different um, processes and then pulling out the action plan to put dates on the calendar. And, and I do feel like, so I'm kind of torn between your way, which is like just talking about this and getting this date on the calendar, then getting this date on the calendar. But I think there's value too of like talking about them all. And then if it all makes sense, this is where I say, okay, well, if it all makes sense, let's, the next step would be the, the, the assessment. So I don't know. I'm just. Absolutely. Yeah. Personal preference. I never want to say something's right or wrong just because I think whatever style you think is going to be most effective is the style that you should do if it's working. Clearly what you're doing seems to be working. You're closing deals. So these are all just mine suggestions. <laughs> um, I, whenever I was in training, I think it was the week before last, Kent was actually there and he threw out something that he did and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to change the way that I'm doing this just because I loved the way that he did it. So now if I were to go back in front of customer, I would start with end in mind. So I would start with figuring out the time frame. Um, so confirming objective. So Matt, if we're able to help you uh, improve your air quality and minimize some of these breakdowns, um, would you be willing to make a change at the end of this? Or, you know, would you be willing to make a change? And but figuring out the time frame of that, his, he said it much smoother. I haven't used it that way. But I like that idea because then you have, um, I don't know, just clear expectations. I really like it. So that's probably what I would try at least. Um, you did much better, much, much better on the implementation process. I would just confirm those confirm the objectives at some point um what would you say were my objectives at the end of this one um you mean the objectives of oh um well you, you mitigating the trying to reduce the number of service calls and major repairs that you're having trying to uh, reduce the the owning and operating costs. That seems to be very high. And uh, you also had an issue with the humidity, uh, with dialing the humidity issues. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, free up your two people that you have. Seem like they're running pretty pretty ragged trying to take care of everything that you have going on in the in the whole school. So trying to augment what they're doing currently with our team, I think would, would help that. Did I miss anything? No, you did great. And those were all good pain points. So at the end of it, I would just confirm. So what you just said, so if we're able to do blah, 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 would you make a change at the end of this process? Or would you be willing to go through this process and see what we can do to help? Or however you want to, um, however you want to say it, but I would just confirm those objectives. So that way, you know, they know that you hear them 
And if you missed anything or if there's something they didn't share, then that would give them a good chance to or good opportunity to explain that to you. And then also, whenever you go back for the verification meeting, you can reiterate, you know, whenever we met at the concept meeting, you mentioned these things are important. Whenever we were doing the survey, this is what we found that really could be tying into that. Or, you know, we found this. This could be the reason that you're experiencing those humidity problems, blah, 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 blah. Just so it's all geared around what's important to them. Yeah. So, but you, these are all minor. Um, you're doing a great job. I don't want you to think I'm just beating you up, but you're, I mean, you're doing a great job. I just want to share ways I think that could help. When you asked the question, is this what you're doing in real life? I was like, oh my gosh, am I way off? <laughs> Maybe I should. No, no, you're not way off at all. I just always want to make sure that I, I can't tell you how often people role play and then I'm like, just want to make sure because if they're not really using the flip book in real life or they're not really going through it this way or if they're starting on another page I want them to role play just as if they would in real life because it doesn't help if I'm giving feedback that's only going to be used during role plays so and I don't think I ever told you that so I just want to make sure um, you. you know what I'm saying I just want to make sure. No, you're not way off at all. You did a you did a really good job. It's just those small little tweaks. Cool. Um, yeah. So you did a great job. In, I mean, you're you're closing stuff. That's the best proof that you got. So, Appreciate good job. That. I'll have to share with you a couple of my vin- vidyard videos. I, I'm so excited about it. <clears throat> my most recent. Um, audio book that I, I purchased was Virtual Selling by Jeb Blunt. Oh, I read that one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm over over three quarters of the way through it, and it's like, yeah, I need to, I've been wanting to read it, but it just confirmed the whole, I need to put video into everything that I'm doing, into the follow-up, into the drip campaigns, into the, you know, account management stage that we're in all those kind of things just put video in there and it helps a lot so i'm so excited we had a uh, i can't remember when it was we had some a round table and we were suggesting people do that we were asking them to send them in i don't think we got any so i'm so excited that someone is trying well, let me tell you this vidyard it's the bomb it's free really it's free first yeah. of all and i was Jeb Blunt's son and I connected on LinkedIn. He, I liked one of his videos. He liked one of my videos, and we got on a phone call together. Really? Yeah, and he's he's my age. He's in Augusta, Georgia. No way. And he's if you follow him on, on LinkedIn, he only does videos. He just does videos back to back to back. So all of his posts are, are little three minute videos, and he's like, "Yeah, I just I, I do videos for everything now. People want to." not read it they want to hear you say it and they want to hear your tone and your passion for it and so i was like yeah and i said what tool do you use he said vidyard and i was like oh i've heard that on y'all's podcast you know and so i looked it up and it's free there's a free version of it and you get 25 videos that you can store in your library but if you if you delete those videos you can put more videos in there but um i don't know i'm just super pumped about it i, I literally see my little whiteboard here Hold on. Oh, I think, uh, hold on, here it goes. Yeah, see where it says um, HT? <laughs> that means Happy Thanksgiving. 
So I sent happy Thanksgiving videos to everybody on my list that I've sold to, which are the ones that are circled or the ones that I'm waiting on the contracts to come in, you know, just drip, dripping to them. And, and I, and here I, I sent one to a survey doing one on, you know, I got a survey coming up and I sent him a video just to say happy Thanksgiving. But anyway, I'm excited about it. I love it. I'm so excited to see how this pans out. Yeah. We'll see. Um, well, keep me posted. We have a round table on Wednesday. So if you can join, I would love it. I'm sure you probably don't want to, cause I don't know how many people ask me if they could get your contact information. I was like, I think I can do that. So I didn't share your information with anybody. Um, it's fine. You were a hint. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. No. And, and yes, you can share it with anybody. That's not a problem. I did send four or five of those people that connected with me on LinkedIn wanted to know what I was, you know, what leave behind I was using or whatever. So, I mean, people reached out, but yeah, you don't have to worry about giving them my information. That's fine. Okay. Well, one of the sales managers actually reached out to me too, and he wanted to know what y'all had. I was like, I don't think I can share um, that. But if they reach out to you on LinkedIn, then and you're okay with it. That's between y'all. But I just didn't want you to get bombarded. No, I appreciate that. It's fine. Yeah, those were really well, good. I, I really, I really enjoyed that um, roundtable. It was a lot of good, a lot of good discussion for sure. Page and try to find Jeff. I didn't know Jeff Blunt had a son. Blunt, well, had a son, but I'm gonna follow him now. Got to find out and watch his videos. It's very cool. Jeb Jeb Blunt Jr. is his name. Makes it easy. <laughs> I'm such a Jeb fan, so that's very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. Sorry, we went over, but I appreciate you taking the extra time to get the feedback and uh, with me. It was awesome. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Bye bye.